Hey listeners, just a bit of a quick news update of things that have happened since we actually did this recording. Isabel Dalton is off to Napoli, so congratulations to her. Mackenzie Arnold is off to West Ham as well, so that's uh, another big congratulations to her. So two Brisbane Raw players off to some pretty well-known clubs over in England, so that's great to hear. So congratulations to them. It shows how far the women's game is progressing. Kellen Knight did do her ACL in Sweden though, so get well soon, Elise, and uh, hopefully we'll see you back on the park in, in sooner rather than later. Lily Williams is another big Matilda off over to Europe as well, so she's been uh, signed by Arsenal. So seems like there more might be more Aussies at the Arsenal women's team than there are Aussies working in pubs in London. Moving over to the men's team, and Aidan O'Neill has reportedly not had his loan extended, so and will be unavailable for this uh, next period by Burnley. He may now be loaned to Melbourne City for the following season. So I haven't heard anything official from the club, so we'll just keep a little eye on that one. I'm sure you're all aware that obviously things have really kicked off in Victoria and uh, that the games down there could no longer happen that were planned to happen. Uh, of course, if you've also been following the FFA League, it didn't get the three Victorian teams out in time. Apparently trying to fly at 10, 11 p.m. at night in Canberra in the middle of the night to beat quarantine deadlines just didn't happen. So they've it's forced a draw reshuffle. Finals have been pushed back by a week as well. Our first game hasn't still changed at the moment for this follow coming up weekend, and some limited fans are able to attend, so check out the Brisbane Raw socials and website for more information on that. And the latest news has been if it does indeed get any worse in New South Wales, of course, uh, a couple of things starting to happen there. Queensland might actually host the hub. You know, better late than never. It's not like we are proposing this like three months ago, and it's not like the AFL have already basically relocated up here and possibly the NRL as well, and who knows what Rugby Union are doing. And the last piece of news that was just creeping out this afternoon is Darren Davies has been reported, and this is from Dave Lewis at the World Game of SBS, no less, and uh, he always has pretty good connections up here in Brisbane. Uh, he, so Darren Davies is reported to be offered the full-time manager's position for next season, on top of obviously the end of this season as well. So if that does come to be true, we'll definitely discuss that in a future pod. Anyway, have a listen, and we'll catch you next time. And welcome to the Rawcast. And that's right, we're forecasting this time. There's a bit of lovely rhyming alliteration for you. Actually, it's not alliteration, it's just rhyming. Okay. Screw you, Dan. Learn English. Why would you listen to the drunk guy in the corner? <laughs> I don't know. That's Mr. Danny Bartel. You could say, Yeah, I'm great. Mr. Benjamin Clark, how are we? Oh, just a breath of uh, positive energy as always. And Mr. Rick Evans, how are we? Uh, Doing pretty well. Great to be back after the last one. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time, a long time between drinks. And uh, one man is still here with us as well. The photo covering stuff. How are you, Mr. Yoshida? Uh, the uh, waste kind of cartridge is already full. So, already uh, full, man. You've been a busy little photocopy, haven't you? Cheesy. It takes a lot of servicing for a bloody photocopy. Seriously, we're going to have to change brands next time. Let's get Fuji or someone like that in. Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway, so what we obviously did in the last podcast, you would have uh, hopefully all had a quick listen to, uh, you know, maybe a long listen to, maybe you've listened to it multiple times. Uh, you know, uh, you do you, you do you. We don't judge around here. It's, of course, we're going to look more forward now. So, I mean, we did do tips and stuff in the last one, but looking a bit more forward to the return of the A-League. So it's the, the 27 games in 28 days. Damn, that's a lot of games. I think there's one day where there's not a game. <laughs> 
pretty good uh, as a spectator. Yeah, pretty good as a spectator. And uh, just basically every night you'll be able to plonk your ass on the couch and watch a game of football. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. It's great. It's the last three or four months we've had that time. <laughs> now we're actually allowed to go out and do you know, things. This is really time anymore. Yeah, but. this is really testing the whole binge watching theory, right? Like you get, every night you can be binging your A League. And uh, <laughs> it's helpful you know, for me. It's somebody that's still working from home. Yeah, well, that's it. You got to just flick it on in the corner if you're still working, or you know, if you're done, yeah, exactly. Easy. So. Uh, so let's talk, we'll talk Brisbane and then we might just talk through the other teams and where they're at as well. So Brisbane still have officially four games left to go. So we've got, uh, we're one of the least. I think only City has got less than us to go. They've only got three to play. So our schedule is actually reasonably spread out compared to the rest of them. So obviously we start with Brisbane v Adelaide as well. And we'll come back and uh, we'll just preview that one in a second. So we'll just read through them all. So that's on Sunday the 19th of July, 7.30pm down at Bus down there at Rabina. Then it'll be Victory v Brisbane on Tuesday, the 28th of July, 7.30pm at Bank West. Uh, then it'll be Knicks v Brisbane on Wednesday, the 5th of August, 6pm. So a little bit earlier that one, so it can obviously be in New Zealand at a reasonable time from Bank West. And Brisbane v Sydney rounds it out on Monday, the 10th of August at 7.30pm at an ANZ Stadium, that one, uh, not at Bank West. And uh, then finals start on the 15th of August and the grand final scheduled for Sunday, the 23rd of August. So... Those uh, finals will be uh, wham, bam, thank you, man, as well a bit. So it'll it'll be, I'm guessing, a Friday, Saturday, then a midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday or something like that. And and then obviously the granny on the Sunday. So... So let's start with Brisbane v Adelaide, our next, uh, our next game. Uh, it seems, obviously, as we sort of covered across, all the rest of the squad's back as far as we as far as far we know. There hasn't been anyone really leave. Everyone's back. Obviously, we've got a new coach in as well. Uh, do we want to cover that now? Should we cover? Yeah, let's see that. Let's now. cover Nico. So, obviously, we didn't really cover it off, but after with Robbie Fallon coming out, it is Darren Davies who's been put back into the hot seat uh, with his assistant, iPad, who we're apparently calling Warren Moon this time. I don't understand. It's like, I just see Darren and his iPad running around, running down, getting them to do the, the warm-ups. I still coming back. that time I went to Melbourne. <laughs> he had to do everything. He wanted to make a sub, and he had to write, write the whole thing out <laughs> and give it to the assistant. He had to get his folder out. He had to run, like, halfway down the line to wave <laughs> at the kid to come bloody sign up, and then he had to show him. He had to do everything. Yeah. All this time, not watching the game that's going on. He had no one on that bench against yeah, exactly. So, no, so Warren Moon is going to be his assistant, who's of course been ahead of our academy, uh, was uh, manager at the Lot at Lions um, a couple of seasons ago in the MPL Queensland. So, yeah, we, I think he may end up actually managing more games than Robbie Fowler did, and certainly over time, right? Yes, six months in charge last time. Yeah, I've got another many, two months in. Um, probably about. We could probably look this up very quickly on Ultimate A League. He started at Brisbane Raw. Yeah, uh, in December when Alisi quit just after Christmas, I think. And then he was manager until Robbie got announced in June. That's roughly the time. Yeah. So he's done 18 games yeah, so in the A-League and he'll pick up four more at least here. So that's will take the finals. And he, yeah, we'll probably like the finals, which will actually take him past Robbie in A-League. Unless he makes a grand final, he won't overtake Robbie overall. Still, not bad for an interim manager. <laughs> yeah, interim manager. managers. Yeah, like especially because he's been pretty open about, at least last time, not wanting the permanent job. And I don't know if that's changed. He obviously hasn't spoken much about it. It's probably a bit premature to even have that conversation at this stage. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. He's in the hot seat, and, um, you know, maybe his perspective has changed with another 12 months under his belt. Um, he's probably thinking, I can't do any worse than the other guys. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think having Warren there, because, you know, as we discussed before, Robbie took over, mm. Warren was somebody that, you know, had support from quite a few of us for actually taking the manager's job. Mm. Um, so I think having the two of them there is certainly going to be very helpful. I don't know what... Warren's involvement with the first team this year has been, but you know it would have been you know tangential at best. So yeah. getting him in there just as a fresh pair of eyes, you know, a bit more of a motivator, you know, might make might make the difference compared to what Darren had to work with last time, which was very little. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, obviously last time he had Drew Sherman in the person the same role, but he left halfway through. Which is why we joke about him not having much support. Yeah, because everyone uh, we promoted to assistant. Yeah, yeah, Dale and other. So uh, yeah, so that was uh, that's the interesting part about that, and yeah, Warren Moon I think is a great character uh, to have, and it was a good get for us to get him in. And it'd be interesting to know what's you know where does Warren Moon does Warren Moon really want to follow in like this development pathway sort of stuff, which is leading the academy, or is his ambitions to go back to first team management? I, I have to believe that most people in that area want to be a first team manager. So you have to think he's putting his hand up. You don't go into management to be an academy coach your whole career. I wouldn't imagine. No, no, very few Projects, people would. Yeah. Very few people would. I think that you know, you could probably uh, in Australia at least, you could probably count those people on uh, yeah. one hand, if that. Mm. Um, so I, I very much think that you know he's going to come in, he's going to do well, and uh, hopefully put his name forward for uh, you know that permanent manager role, like we were, you know, like we were, you know, uh, hoping he would uh, last time around. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, the next coach, uh, if we want to move on to that before we come back to Adelaide, I think just while we're naturally talking about it. So, uh, Fong did state to um, his favourite um, football journalist, Dave Lewis, at the SBS. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, does Dave Lewis write other articles at SBS or only when Fong no. wants to talk? Well, he's really only when Fong wants to talk, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Is he actually a real person? Or is just Fong's, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Fong's uh, um, writing name, pen name. Burner yeah. account. That's it. Uh, so, so list of names. You know, here's a couple of names from just around. Um, Nick Montgomery was one that was actually thrown up by um, Lewis in in that article. Um, we were linked with. I don't think I've got that name right. It's not Des Buckingham. Who was the name that we linked to? Who used to be at the Knicks was the Ollie Roos under twenty threes coach. Yeah, that's right. Is it Des Buckingham? Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah. I feel like it's right. Anyway, um, Ben Khan is um, sort of been a big result over here, and I'm just going to go. I know that, and, and, and obviously Thomas Broich, um, obviously you know it's going to have to be for next season. But mm. you know he has really been very much at the forefront of um, German TV coverage. Um, like he has propelled himself. You know, him and Jerome have both done an exceptional job at taking analysis into their into the coverage of their football because they had a real reputation for basically just putting you know ex players on there, kind of like the Australian cricket coverage, um, where it was just banter, absolutely no technical analysis or tactical analysis. It was just like, oh, did you hear this story about you know when I used to play? Like, that was basically their commentary over there. And, uh, you know, him and Jerome have basically taken that to a, 
a level that a lot of fans over there had wanted for a long time. I think so, you might even nip that one in the bud, though, because I think Tom Sproich took a youth team gig at a German club. Yeah, on the back of that, yeah. he was him and Jerome were doing like yeah, he's got he's tutorials the, and that. They, they were they're doing analysis, they're doing data analysis, yeah, and he got um, a gig out of that. Yeah, no, no, he, no, he has absolutely. So that I believe that was. So like, do you get the feeling they might be trying to become like we talk about these pairings of you know manager yeah. and assistant, and it's very commonplace throughout Europe that Jose Mourinho has his entourage of you know his um, his underlings as such now. Yeah, um, you know it's a team. You know you don't just hire the manager; it's actually their team. Do you reckon that's Jerome and Thomas, or maybe? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and. and Obviously, I don't know what that's going to lead to. Mm. Uh, obviously, it's already led to that, yeah. but that role in Germany. I forget which club it is, but it, there, there has been a club that's taken them on. Yeah, um, so I can't see him coming down here, not in the next 12 months. But look, if, if he wants to get into proper coaching, yeah. that's not something he's doing over there just yet. It's, yeah. it's all in the tactical analysis side of things. So if he wanted to get into you know first-team coaching, that would be... A way for him to do that. Yeah. Um, so it's not completely out of the question, but I think you're right. It's probably less likely now that he's a bit more firmly entrenched over there. Yeah. Here's some. So here's some other names for you. Um, to probably from like MPL level, Ben Khan. Uh, we, we've already talked about Warren Moons, obviously in the assistant key. John Anastiatis, uh, Abbasad, Carl Dodd, of course, did some great work with Guam. Famous name around here in these parts. Uh, the Dodd name, Peter mm-hmm. Kamolski. Um, I might have butchered that name, sorry. Shlomowski. Shlomowski. Yeah. Uh, Mark Critterton, Graham Hardy, Mehmet Tarakovic, I'm not so sure about him. His last stint in the A-League was not great, but he's, that was quite a while ago, so he could have improved a lot since then. And he's been over in Malaysia a fair bit, hasn't That's he? That's right, yeah. So, uh, and Mirka Jelicic, Um, you know, so that's just some names. That, that was put together by um, good old Gus Nuts, so... There's some names from there. Probably even um, the other one I know I've seen around is probably um, Graham uh, Pick, who has been around um, yeah. the MPL a long time and done Hello. some good things. And, and Klomowski's um, uh, been working with Ange. So ah, yes, he was Ange's, yeah. Ange's assistant over at uh, Yokohama. So, um, I, was he I, the one that just left him? Yeah, it just seems like it was every last season now gone somewhere else. That's right, yeah. Yes. So I, I don't know if that was a head coaching role or not. But, um, I don't, yeah. It uh, was certainly a step up, which is why I left under the... Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I, I, I definitely think that, you know, we, we have a shot at, you know, doing what we probably should have initially done and taking on a Warren, taking on a Ben Khan as a head coach, you know, going for a more homegrown look and focusing on youth development, which is realistically what the A-League should be focusing on more generally. Mm. Um, or And that's what they're saying, and that's what that whole 11 Principles was talking about. It's, that's right. We've developed the young talent and sell it off. Like that, get involved in the transfer market, the, make the money, and that's how the money can flow from these rich overseas leagues. Oh, no, 100%. And it's not happening enough. And, you know, I think that you know, bringing in another manager like Robbie, where it's just really about the short term, you know, making himself look good, so trying to win as many games short term as possible. You know, I, I think that the A League is going to be generally moving away from that, and we sh- certainly should be leading the way. Yeah. What what I I think the answer to this question lies in the root of what are we looking for as coach? So obviously not foreign. 
but it's the difference between hiring someone like, I don't know, Ben Khan, but him, Warren Moon, not experienced. This would be their first gig at this sort of level, I imagine. Um, yeah. Like, are we going down that route? And if, you, if your answer is yes to that, it opens up a lot of different possibilities. I mean, <clears throat> Scott McDonald, like, there's other options in that realm of, okay, we've, we've had a go at just going for the most... I know, expensive options yeah. with fame that we can get. We've had a go at Halisi. We've had time with other people. We don't want to go experience. We want to go new and start afresh. That's so many options. And a lot of these options are that. So, or do you say, well, look, Ernie Merrick's not doing anything right now. Do we <laughs> want to get this club back on track in the short term? He's probably not a long-termer because he's yeah. probably been around long enough that he's not going to do it for too much longer and he's not yeah. been at a club for too long a period of time in these no. last few stints. No. So I think I think I hope not. your answer's in your mentality, yeah. right? Which way do you go? Uh, you've got to look at what the what's happened with Wellington and Mark Rudan into uh who they got now? Um Ufuk Tully, thank you. He was my tip yeah. for the first manager to get sacked and he's third on the line. <laughs> tipping only span so far. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Geez, some of those answers will be great. Uh, yeah, wait. I'm yeah. waiting for the person who tipped that moment to be the whole world got shut down by a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> they just win. Like if anyone had that, they just win. I reckon Rick. No, uh, not Rick. Sorry, I reckon Dave because he obviously holds them. That he knows someone that put something in there about the league getting cancelled or something like that. So, uh, yeah, so that should be great. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's that's it. Like I think you can't look, he can't not look at what Wellington has done and been reinvigorated by that sort of personality coming in instead of the sort of the recycling of someone you know that's been around the traps before and you know like we haven't gone for a coach. I mean, I guess Robbie was a new coach, especially in the A League, but then doesn't really he, count because he's been involved yeah. in the local youth level and he's a big reputation. Yeah, so much expectation. But everyone before, like Aloisi had been at heart and before Aloisi was, um, uh, he'd been at Gold Coast, I can't yeah. think. Um, Mulvey. Mulvey, you know. I guess so, so the last time we went with, but even Posta Coglu in many ways was someone that had been around and, you yeah. know, sort of tried. Um, Frank Farina had certainly been, you know, he was an old strikers and, and they're so the much like so, ruse and things like that. Whereas like, these names are not so much no. that. They're, they'll come in with little to no expectation and they can build whatever empire they want. Yeah. Uh, I'll on what he's been doing because no one really expected anything of him. No one really liked him, but he got pretty free reign at Wellington and obviously at Western United to do whatever he wanted. And to be fair, both of them probably done right out of him. Yeah, and, you know, they, they're tactically different and they, they think and they've evolved the game. Yeah. So are we that? Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so that's an opportunity there. No. The, the other way of thinking of it, um, once Elon gave the point, um, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there that Robbie Fowler was an expensive venture for Brisbane Raw. The, yes. The six months that we spent <laughs> some amount of it negotiating with him to, to figure it out, um, I know that foreign players and we didn't probably blow all their marquee budget and snap, but there's always add-ons and other costs that aren't in the salary cap that we would have had to pay to get all our visa slots filled, um, a lot of other expenses around housing and shit like that that go into it. So we put a lot of money into this club in respect to what we've done in the past. We've probably now seen Robbie's just left and it's probably literally no payout. It was just a pay contract in half, see you later, no pay either way. We're probably thinking that was a big investment that went nowhere. We need to reevaluate 
And so we probably need a local, someone who will come cheap, that if we get rid of them in six months because they don't do a good job, no no real loss. Yeah. You know, we won't go after a lot of players because the whole league's not going down that path. So there's probably that element of it too, mm. which doesn't mean a new manager can't be good. It just means they're going to come in with no expectations and not a lot on the line. And that's it. This, this, you know, it comes back to this is an inflection point for the A-League and where is it going to sit? What, how is it going to operate? And, and bringing in 30-year-olds from Europe, is that really way forward unless unless you can really like sometimes you strike a lucky and you get a we, we get a Thomas Broich or um you know get an SA Ninkovic you get an SA um Adelaide um maybe even Diego Castro some like non-Australian or New Zealand coach that's made a significant impact on the A-League so you think like Graham Arnold Kevin Muscat uh, Radan obviously took something and made something. Poscovi. Um, you think like? Oh, uh, well, what's his America name? What's his name? Um, Adelaide obviously finally took Adelaide to win the league and then went to Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, and then got uh, was a victory. How long ago was that? Uh, yes, four, four, five. Uh, years. Marco Kurtz. No, uh, no, not Marco Kurtz. It was before Kurtz. Big jaw. Uh, Coolen. Went bloody knee sliding down the sidelines at Adelaide. Oh, um, Gombau. Gombau. Yeah. yeah. So Gombau's probably the last one. So yeah, I think we're in this say. this era of the last five years where Aussie coaches, I know that the big clubs have established mm. themselves a bit more from the other clubs a bit, but yeah. in general, Aussie coaches have done well for those clubs and for other clubs. Or yeah. Oceania and, coaches, Asian coaches. And we're starting to see an Australian group of managers go abroad from that. So, you know, we're, we're seeing oh, muskets I, in Belgium. Just, I wanted to tell the musket story. That's my favourite. Yeah, muskets in Belgium now. And uh, I'll let you Did tell he, the story, but obviously, Ange. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Kevin Musket, obviously, when he, he finished with victory and we know the circumstances there, but I think a part of it was he had a good stab at it with a great team and didn't quite get what he wanted, didn't win final. Said, you know what, screw it, I've shown my stuff here, I'm going to go to Europe, moved my whole life to Europe and just get a job. He got there nine months later, finally gets a job in a Belgian club, I believe. Um, yeah, they, same, wanted him, true at NC. they wanted to hire him, he was going to be the head coach, he was all ready to go. He gets there, he gets there with the contract signed, doesn't have the badges to be a head coach, so they had to give him a technical role and hire a head coach oh. while he went and trained up to get his badges. Yeah. He spent nine months in Europe looking for a job when he wasn't qualified for any of the jobs that he was applying for. jeez. Oh, <laughs> Not actually going out and getting those badges. During no, that he could have got it at that time. I think he assumed that he had them or something, which what is probably very the Asian, The Asian equivalents don't, yeah, don't get recognised. It's not one-to-one -one in yeah. Europe. So which is exactly why... Thomas Broich and Jerome Collins went and did them in Europe because they're better represent. You know, everyone yeah. respects the European ones, but Europe doesn't necessarily respect everyone else. Which, oh, yeah. oh, I love that story. Yeah, but still, yeah. yeah how long do you spend over there? Like, where's peak A League when you need it? <laughs> that's right. Well, that's peak Kevin Musket for you. So that's that's where it's likely the new coaches. You know, it's going to be interesting to see where we go. What do they bring? And I think it's. I think you're right. It's a wide open door now. If that's where we're looking, but. I mean, you, you hope you don't end up with a cos. I don't think I don't think Cosmin is really in the game anymore. But uh, he didn't even get shown much respect at MPL level. So um, yeah, who knows which way they'll go? But hopefully it's not a recycling. It is someone fresh. 
Um, that's I think that's what the A League's looking for. And you're right. If we want to save money, and uh, the club is not rich, <laughs> especially with COVID times. That's it. Change. So. Uh, Yes, that will do us. So it does lead us on to uh, Adelaide as our next game. And, I mean, speaking of coaches, they're coachless. Uh, How many teams have still got coaches? uh, Sydney have still got theirs. City have got theirs. Wellington got theirs. We don't. Perth has theirs. Uh, Western USB has theirs. Adelaide don't. Western Sydney Wanderers don't. Newcastle did get one in. Victory don't. Mariners have still got um, yeah I think it's four have got don't have coaches appointed have all got interims Um, victory of course onto their second interim (laughs) so if you really want a team that's not looking like they care and all the you know Toyvan didn't come back and they're like in the media saying oh we don't want to go to Sydney so Melbourne are going to be that's not the attitude like they're not in the they're clearly not the right headspace that they want to go and play football so Definitely. Melbourne yeah. are going to, at the end of this season, they'll be the ones that go shopping overseas and get yeah. someone. They'll just drop money and say, here's your spending money. And yeah, put a damn team. Whatever the rules are in the early next year, just put the best team together. We can't be ninth. Yeah. So, yeah, so Adelaide is an interesting proposition. They're, they're currently in, uh, that is, seventh position on the ladder. Played 21, uh, 27 points on the board, minus eight of the goal difference, 42 points. They've earned 1.29 points per game so far. So they are just outside the six. They're a win outside the six, but they have played more and more than Perth and uh, Western United who are ahead of them. So, no, sorry, they're equal at the moment. Their maximum is they could get to 42 yeah, so they're equal with what, yeah, but uh, obviously big goal difference against them. No head coach now. It seems, on you know, they're probably battling uphill to probably make finals and that sort of scenario. But I don't know. It's been interesting times there. Bruce Giday's got them. Bruce Giday seems to really become the figurehead of the club in sort of that technical director role. And, you know, that's that's an interesting take that I don't think we've seen many A-League clubs take where the technical directors, you know, sort of front and centre around the culture and what we want to do. So that's a really interesting thing will happen there. And then next, a coaching appointment. They've, you know, for a couple of times in a row, they've gone overseas to the sort of the same well. And, you know, I think it's almost gotten a little bit worse each time. Oh, no, to be fair, I guess the second one, Marco Kurtz. Marco Kurtz won in the grand final, didn't he? The Gombau basically put, or did Gombau win the grand final? Um, I think Marco Kurtz won it. Yeah, so didn't Gombau come in and then, no, Rooney Coolen? The one. Who, who, hang on, who just got Coolen and actually win it? Kurtz didn't win the final. He only came in like last year and did pretty well. And then they didn't. He wanted to invest more in the club, and they said no. And then he left the victory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not on oh, my Adelaide, okay. but you know, there's three. You know, they've sort of gone through a couple of different styles of coaches, all going back to the same well, sort of Spanish and yeah, European. So, you know, they're probably looking local, I think, as well. So that's that's interesting. And I don't know. How do you reckon Adelaide? What do you reckon, Rick? Adelaide, what did you guys tip? Tip Brisbane. Yeah, uh, well, I tipped Adelaide because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote on the curtails of uh, first place. But um, I was, I was able to look at them. Like I noticed that I didn't realise that Carl Beatt had uh, just gone into the uh, yeah into the, the uh, management role there in the interim. And I'm looking at it just thinking Adelaide could, could go well in their favour. Like he, like Adelaide do seem to have a bit of a good track record of former players going into the management role and doing a reasonably okay job. And I think Maria left them, but he hadn't really impressed. He was um, mates with the coach. Yeah. So, so he was always going to go to them at the coach. Um, just quickly on that, I think with Adelaide, they have 
a really young team. I feel like in the turmoil of back-to-back games and mm. your young players are going to shine a little bit more. And I think. Can I say they really do have a young team? Like honestly, the the older the majority of older players in their team are born '99, '98, and when you have a player in your team starting, which is born in 2004, <laughs> <laughs> I just think the guys like. Uh, I yeah. think where he got injured and missed most of the mm. actual season. He'll be back now. Like, yeah, he is back. McCree yeah, will be gone. Whereas some of the older players and some of the teams will struggle. That's it. I mean, they're a little bit. They're uh, they're all a little bit unhappy that they are coming up here but don't get to play a game in Adelaide. But then South Australia's been a bit funny with border restrictions and stuff like that as well. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. And you know, they're going to the hub. I mean. I think mean, us here in Brisbane, we're a little bit probably, we'd be looking at this situation going, well, we're going to Sydney. You're going to be coming up here like the AFL is, but... Uh, so we want to invite everyone up here. Yeah, like, well, uh, that's uh, it. Uh, Especially the Victorians. So, yeah, um, keep all the Victorians, Victorians out, that's what I say. Yeah, keep all the <laughs> Victorians, that's it. So, you know, I, and that's why I took the draw, because it's so like, you just feel like, like, like we, you know, we've sort of gone backwards. Like, I feel like we're going to be going a little bit backwards, like we're a little bit behind the eight ball with this restart. I don't know whether Adam... That's going to hurt us, I think. It's not going to be a fit, match fit. Yeah, who knows? I mean, certainly I, living. I sort of think that every every team's going to be in a similar boat with that. the The reason that I I kind of tip Brisbane in in this game, I, I understand the whole longevity kind of thing, and, and going across these games, the the short turnarounds and that Adelaide will probably come into their own in in the back half, but. In the very first game back, I would say older heads. You'd probably want older heads on the park. Um, and not having to really travel um, is is probably another thing that would really help because you, you te- teams are going to be rusty yeah. um, across the park, and and so not having to really travel, um, having a few old heads who kind of know what they're doing a bit more than than kind of the younger guys would be in terms of experience, um, I think will play into our hands. Yeah, it could be the it's really yeah because it's up here. We'll feel a bit more at home. You know, we're pretty used to Pagana Ray and Rabina. It's it's not really an issue. Probably almost travel just as far to go to our training venue. <laughs> we keep the same formation. Yeah, well, that's it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the, the the iPad will tell us. Uh, you know, we've got long turnarounds. So we've got nine days between, and then uh, what's that? That's another eight days. Then we do have a shorter turnaround for the last two, only five. But yeah, so we've we've got pretty long turnarounds. So certainly, it's we won't be tired. <laughs> Um, you know, Adelaide probably got much shorter turnarounds because they've got to fit in six games compared to our, or they've got to fit in five compared to our four. So. I'm just worried about the match fitness rather mm. than the short turnaround because no one's had any. So, does anyone know if we're having the five subs in the A League rule? Haven't seen. Haven't seen? Oh, okay. I've, I've been too much in lockdown to. Uh, too much in lockdown, not across your rules, yeah. I, I think you're right. I haven't seen anything. But uh, anyway, probably one other point to discuss. I mean, we're allowed to have crowds at the stadium. Do you think we'll actually get to go to Brisbane v Adelaide? Probably. Probably? Yeah. Do you think uh, do you think the FFA will sort of allow that if every other game in Sydney is not going to have crowds? I don't know. I, I don't know. Are I, they going to have crowds in Sydney? I don't necessarily think it'll be up to the FFA. It, it'll probably more come down to whether or not stadiums have got the appropriate sign-off to have mm. crowds. Um, so and, and Queensland stadiums do. Yeah. Um, across the board. Well, but Rabina hasn't yet because the Titans have been playing up here at Suncorp, but... Yeah. You'd imagine they'd be able to yeah. tick the boxes. Just, just based on the, the latest kind of level of restriction type stuff, they fall into the stadium Queensland's bit, which is yeah. um, 
Yeah. And, and so that'll add it's, it's, it's different to, to us, like potentially us floating the question of, oh, why are we playing at Redcliffe? Well, Redcliffe mm. is not a stadium, it's Queensland Stadium. Um, it would have to go through all, all of the yeah. sign off and that. And if it gets up to a certain level, then it needs like the top echelon of, of Queensland mm. to sign off on the plan. Yeah. I don't know what the rules would be. But what I want is to be able to go. Gold Coast and sit next to a cardboard cutout of another fan. Bring your own cutout. I'll even pay the $20 for the seat. Just put it next to you. Yeah. Next, so, sit next to Harold Shipman. Yeah. Let's face it, that's one thing at NRL got spot on, right? Okay, there was a few. What, they're having serial mass murders? Is yeah, enough, right? <laughs> the concept of <laughs> selling, <laughs> selling cheap seats to cardboard cutouts of photos of fans, I think that was good. Yeah. I, if you ask me, I think South Korea got far better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't see more, so, more realistic, you know, figurines yeah. in the in the crowd. Grant, granted, they may have a, a slightly dubious occupation, <laughs> but you know, they look you know what? Life-like. You can't judge in this economy how people earn their money, Rick. You're like, you just you can't judge, you know. I want to add to that Fleetwood versus Wickham this morning. Um, unfortunately, Dave's not here. He would back me up. Fleetwood didn't have mannequin ball through the stands, but they had organised. Uh, a drum, a real drum, and then mannequins dressed up in Fleetwood as if they had a little band in the corner. And <laughs> <laughs> the beanies on and all the yeah. colours. It was fantastic. There's and a picture one. of their manager with his shirt off, which was funny, on a cardboard cutout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fish or an esky or something. Oh, it was, so it was like trolled his Instagram. Like Joey Barton or someone like that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, oh, no, that's good. Yeah. And Fleetwood lost the day's happy. Yeah, I mean, in theory, I think we should be allowed to go. Have Sydney, have NRL crowds in Sydney been allowed to go yet? No, so no, no. So I, be... I know watching, watching. Uh, no, no, they have. Um, so last last night, I'm, I'm a Raiders supporter, so we did have fans in Canberra, yeah. and then the Parramatta game at the Bankwest, they had fans in the stands. Okay, so, interesting. I, 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 that must have only just changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it only last week, or this week or last week. Yeah. Kind of started. So you would think, in theory, we should allow that be allowed our fans. Because I mean, you know, not the Mel- not the two games business locked I, in for Melbourne. I, I, <laughs> that I, won't be happening. I went to the Gabba last week, yeah. where it was uh, ten thousand um, limit, yeah, um, and that was all very socially distanced. Blah blah blah. You know, you got to do this, got to do that, got to enter by the right gate and leave by the right gate uh, within the stadium. You know, it was blocked off into four sections, so you could only get enter and leave by those gates. Oh, okay. um, uh, but all went pretty smoothly as far as I could see, you know. Uh, you know, um, and then going back to nine, it's fifty percent of capacity, so um, you know, about twenty thousand. Yeah, fifteen. So yeah, it, So it'll be interesting to see what that's like compared to what last week was like, because last week was very much. It's a group together of obviously a family group or a couple yeah. or you know a group of friends that have come in together, um, and then are being you know everyone being very much socially distanced from everyone else. It'd be interesting to see with that extra number of people how possible that is. Mm. Yeah, I, I I did hear things from from Canberra in terms of. Regardless of whether you were, you were there by yourself or there with a group of people, you had to sit in in your designated seat. The add on the ticket, and your seat was always three seats away from anyone else. 
Um, yeah. And so, you know, if, even if you went as a group, you were kind of staged out kind of three sides. Oh, so they did the even individually. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, we're, yeah, you're saying, like, I think up here we've gone to the group. So if you do go as a group, yeah. your six seats will be in a row, but then there'll be uh, empty seats around you. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so and, and, and that's that's the guidelines that we're doing, uh, uh, you know, here. Yeah. Um, obviously, that seems very pointless to me, what they're doing in New South Wales, but... Um, was it in Canberra? No, it was in Canberra that they said that. So the ACT had something. Yeah. So, and the, I mean, the other big question is a lot of these games are now scheduled for Bank West and uh, the NRL have already been complaining about the poor quality of the surface. They relayed the fields during the week. Okay. Uh, so it was a fresh field last night. It, it held up pretty well. Okay. Well, that'd watching the game. Yeah. That'd be interesting, yeah. So that'll be one to watch out for because about half the games are at Bank West of the, um, of the hubs. So it's getting a, it'll get a pounding um, night after night. Um, yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. There it is. So I don't know if you just want to quickly run through the team. So obviously Sydney FC are top on the ladder. They're on 48 points. They can get to a maximum of 66. Um, only City, who would have to be basically perfect in Sydney FC crap, <laughs> can catch uh, catch them. So they can get to a max of 49. And Wellington can get to a max of 52 uh, points. Wow. So and, and perfect, you sorry, can officially catch them as well. So we cannot catch them. We cannot win the league. But fair chance Wellington can catch City, eh? Wellington can definitely catch City. There was a time where it was a two-horse race. Yeah. Um, and if you look on points per game, Wellington should actually would actually finish ahead of City. So uh, we've got that up on our screen. So Wellington have earned 1.8 points per game and City at 1.74. The rest um, are in order of um, the points per game aligns with where they are on the ladder. So, so I think Wellington are probably going to much, much like in the in the rugby league with the, uh, the Warriors, Warriors um, playing out, playing outside of your your home country for yeah. a long period of time, it, it takes its toll. Yeah. Um, the only benefit is, I mean, you've already got a few Australians and stuff, so it's already like a Luke Devere as such. He was already playing out, out of away from home, and indeed he was back in, during the COVID crisis um, in Brisbane because he was training with a bunch of the boys. So. Um, which was interesting to see. And so was Stephen Mork. And uh, the odd one was um, Donicky was there as well. Yeah. Also, wasn't Robbie Cruz also up here as well? I don't know if Robbie Cruz came back. He probably did. I don't know if he wasn't training with the uh, with the Hingit Mork um, sort of group that they were the main ones I saw across social media. So don't did t- Mork get in Adelaide? Robbie, I don't know. Yeah. Robbie Cruz has no friends, so he was probably yeah. just doing it by himself. Mm. Exactly. Uh, no, it's my friends here, Robbie Cruz. No. <laughs> He's cocaine dealer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's Mitch Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, Mitch Nichols is his friend. Yeah. <laughs> he was down the other Um See, Sydney, you'd probably expect to go and win the league because they really, they what, they need to win, they need to get five points to win the league out of a total of, a possible total of 18, and you suspect that they'll probably do that. Yeah. You know what sucks? We faced him in the last round. I'll have to give him a fucking... No, we won't. That's not a thing here. I'll give them a guard of honour if we give them a 4 0 spanking. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, so, yeah, City, um, I've obviously played the most games of anyone, so they've only got three to play in this period, so not too many for them. You know, they'll have to work hard to try and secure that top spot uh, with Wellington uh, currently four points behind them but with three games in hand, so could easily jump them there. So that will be that's probably one of the real races to watch. You would sort of suspect during the finals period. Then uh, we're in fourth spot with our uh, 35 points. Um, our goal difference could work against us. So Wellington got plus 10. Perth you know, behind us got plus 13. We're plus one. So that's a real 
problem. So Perth have got two games ahead of us, but four points behind, so they could jump us as well. Then you get down, so that's sort of fourth and fifth. So that will probably be interesting to see the tussle between us, Perth. And you've got like Western United, Adelaide, uh, both on 27 points, and Western Sydney Wanderers on 26, uh, but Western United with a spare game on yeah, top those two. So, see, I, I weigh that up as Western United have an older team again. Like they hinge mm-hmm. on Diamante and... Kone. Just signed for two more years. Yeah, <laughs> Diamante. going to be there until he's like 40. The yeah. But, um, which is fine, and they... they Durante at the back. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're patched together with some older players that, again, I, I worry they won't get much fit. They won't last the month. Mm. So I think teams like Adelaide and Western Sydney, because they have a lot of local youngsters in their ranks, they'll be able to rotate better. And it's, it's, it's all going to depend on how well they all deal with mentally going into this hub scenario and being away for a whole month away you know, from your families and how you deal with that. And what, how, what's your team culture like, where you are? Like, that's... Yeah, they're, they're things that are controlled probably by, you know, your coach and manager sets of expectations. And, and obviously and, four teams don't have managers. Yeah, exactly. So that it's makes like, it even tougher, like, temporary yeah. guys. And, and to be honest, like, in, like when victory, like Tim Hoogland was in the media this week going, I'm not looking forward to going away. And if he's sort of meant to probably be that senior leader as like the key defender, uh, that's not a team that's looking forward to it. They're not, they're not in the right headspace. So they're, they're just... Going to run out of season, and yeah. Yeah. even if you look at them on the league table, oh, I mean they're done anyway. But six games left, they're not going to make top six. They can probably get one spot, maybe two, if one of the other teams above them falls apart. Yeah, there's nothing in that. There's nothing in it for them to yeah push for it. So it's like Central Coast. My question to the room, like Stadjik has been there a year and an interrupted year, but even based on this, they're not even in the hunt. They're as low as they've ever been in terms of competitiveness. And this includes the new Western team. Like, yeah. Does he keep his job? Or does he need more time? Or what does what some coast do? Well, they, they, they just need to uh, actually invest some uh, some money in there because they, they've just been running on the sentiment oily rag basically since Arnold left. Uh, well, since Charlesworth came in. To yeah. That's pretty yeah. real. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've... They actually need to invest some money. Like, it's not like they've even got good youngsters anymore. Because, like, the, the the hallmark of the Arnold sides was you always had this conveyor belt of just talented youngsters always breaking through on the fringes. You know, when that is your whole team, it, and the youngsters aren't as good, unsurprisingly, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. You know, the, the youngsters that you do have look crap. And, you know, the, you can't sell anybody on. You can't do anything. It's just Tommy Orr's already left to go to MacArthur. Yeah, and if he's meant to be a captain. He's the captain. He's a captain, only been there a year or two, and has already gone to the new guys. Like, yeah, it's, I don't think it's a happy place, and it's not, it's not changing the manager's not going to fix that, it again. Like, thought, they've already it? tried. Like, they've already tried that so many times. Like, the only thing I can see in their advantage is I think everyone's spending might be reined in a bit with this stuff. So maybe everyone might come back a bit more to Central Coast level. Like there might be a bunch of other teams around that are spending maybe a bit more closer spend budget-wise. So mm. ah, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're done as well this season. So, And while we're doing that, oh, are we going to talk about the new club coming in or are we going to just keep rolling on? What, what do you uh, think well, of MacArthur? MacArthur? I'm surprised they're still happening, just personal. Um, yeah, I think the pushback of the date helps, but um, I think they've already taken their money, so... <laughs> <laughs> they're starting next but, season. But that's, a, shine, but right? that's a huge question, right? So you, obviously they've got their manager in, um, sorry, massive name blank again. Um, 
managing Matildas at the moment as well. Yeah, um, Ante Milic. Ante Milicic. So he's signed with them. So he's signing at least players, but then the offer is clearly still on the table for him to take Matilda's job back. I mean, what would you choose? Like this new A-League club where you can start up a club from the start or taking the women national women's team and his contract would obviously take him to a home world cup. Like what an offer on the table for him, like to go either or like, because it's clearly on the table that he could obviously backtrack on the MacArthur thing and switch back to Matilda. Yeah, circumstances have changed so much. Yeah. Um, but then he's obviously pretty key to putting together the squad that MacArthur are doing. And I think long-term, like in his shoes, long-term going to MacArthur would help him be a manager for the next 20 years. Mm. Everyone's starting to really love women's football. It's a growing aspect of the game, but short of winning that competition, no one's going to remember that he took the Matildas to yeah. not quite a win. Um, so that won't set him yeah. up as long-term, I don't, I don't believe, personally. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's interesting. I think, I like, I personally would want to see a female manager in charge for the Home World Cup. Mm-hmm. I, I'd want, I would want to see, uh, you know... Linda Wilson or, you know... Jill Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is she a fact that, well, yeah, Linda regardless, no is she a fact right that Ante yeah. looked at another job while he was Matilda's coach instead of trying to do everything he can to keep that job? Yeah. Like, I, I would rather... Well, I think it, I mean... Yeah, I mean, there was circumstances there around how it happened and I think it was sort of... He basically already had the MacArthur job when... He got the Matilda's enough, gig, and yeah. it, you know, and it, the timing worked out for him pretty well. Like, well, original, the original timing was going to work for him, basically go to the Olympics and then start with the new team. So, yeah. but I'd rather a fresh start for yeah. Matilda's and for MacArthur. Since they announced this week, because now the game's coming back, people started asking him, and they said they've signed nine Australian players, most of which haven't played in the A League. Mm-hmm. So they've basically yeah. gone through Europe. And scoured anyone who's off contract with an Aussie or, or the NPL. Uh, they implied that there was these were guys that have been in Europe. Yeah, overseas. Maybe not all nine of them, but there was definitely yeah. a few. So. I mean, there's, there's a, oh, sorry. I was going to say the big thing that's, that the CEOs were saying was not just, you know, revolving, you know, yeah. revolving door rejects just fine. That, that's what he meant, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 and yet they're grabbing Jake McGing from us. With Tommy Orr. Tommy his third club in two seasons. And Tommy Orr, his third club in about three seasons. And, um, the, the and he's got two Melbourne City players coming in, Najar and someone else. Yeah, so it's been announced. Someone. The, the obvious candidate for one of those spots that hasn't been announced is Kenny Dougal coming back from um, mm. who got released from Barnsley. I would say that he would be one of those guys uh, that fits that description rather well. Uh, uh, Bailey Wright just got uh, released by Bristol City. Yeah, so, yeah. so he could also be another prospect. Yeah, who's um? I'm just going to scroll up a thread group chat. I know there was a bit of talk on some other player names that were floating around. I was going to say one of the goalies. We've got yeah. a lot of like Beard Giddy, Federici, a lot of sort of fringe soccer former soccer goalkeepers that are in their 30s that are probably out of gigs now. And Federici's probably really out of time. He can come home because he's not a young kid anymore. He's 35. He's mm. exactly, yeah. And then, you know, and you come home for a season, set him up for a year and then yeah, exactly right. Or, or, or go to Asia, whatever he really wants to do, because um, he'd have no shortage of offers. Because he's still bit had been at a high level for a long time. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I like. So, I, I guess what I, why I brought it up is because I don't mind the strategy of going after guys like um, Bailey Wright, for example. I know that he hasn't quite 
done his job at a Socceroos level, but as an A-League player, no, he's the kind of guy player. you want. He's mid-20s, he's, no, he's done he's, his time in Europe. Even as a Socceroo, he's a decent squad. He's just not somebody you want to be starting every game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, a, a range of teams, sorry. Yeah, so they've also apparently got Liam Rose um, is kind of come in. Uh, and Alexander Janovic, who I think is an Australian, been playing overseas. And That's I can't, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't quite tell what club logo that is. Like, club. There's a lot of Australians that <laughs> that you don't hear yeah. a lot about, like, and you don't know where they're all at. So, so, somewhere. somewhere yeah. I, I'm going to guess it's somewhere in Croatia or that you're, part of the world. So, yeah, you're the um, you're the club ex, you're the club logo expert, Randy Ben. Sorry, that, we just got a bit loud for your listeners. Oh, that was just this guy in Bosnia. There you go, Bosnia. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, like, what about guys like um, the Arjen Kuristic or something? He's playing in the Dutch League. He's like a 23-year-old. He's been yeah. in the fringes of the Socceroos since Arnie took over. He probably yeah. hasn't – I know he wasn't getting much of a run is what I'm saying. So once his contract up, he might be up for the next year or the next few months. And you start thinking if – there's probably a full team of players you can get that are Aussies that are in Europe that aren't getting And, and Milicic being involved in a national team setup. Yeah, that's what he said is I've had contacts around yeah. the world that other, other Aussie coaches don't have access to. I already talked to these players. Yeah, exactly. So he knows he exists. So it's a smart signing. So I'm pretty interested to see well, that. I'll be interested to see Gogo Mabradu in the league again. He's been, he's, been, he's been doing bits in uh, the Czech Republic. Quite a while now. Well, who's, who's that striker that he's playing for the soccer? Who's the big guy, and everyone gets a bit upset because he's not he's not Taggart or um, McLaren, but he's the big guy. Not oh. Ritzky. No, not not Ritzky. Not again. Another guy. Gianni. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He's the big unit that plays in China, or did play in China. Yeah. Somebody, in Asia. I don't think it was him. I'm not. I'd remember it if I heard it, I think. But anyway, there's, there's another guy who's about 30-odd that's a big striker that's not getting a lot of senior game time in his club last time I looked. You know, there's just so many options that McCarthy might have access yeah, to. No, yeah, and, no. and if it is just recycled NPL players, then I'm disappointed. You know, yeah. but, I mean, they're going to have to that balance up between both, I think. Anyway, let's... Yeah, yeah, let's roll on. I just, while we were yeah. summarising the clubs, thought it was interesting mm. to throw them into the equation for next yeah. year. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it's an interesting time. I'm going to have Jake McGing. I mean, I'm sure he'll play right we're back. devastated. Yeah, yeah. Got right back covered. Right His natural position. Sure right in a, Sorry, right wing back. Yeah, right wing back. Specifically yeah. about <laughs> anyway, he did get married during COVID, so congrats That's to him. Good effort. He would have had yeah. about five whole people. At yeah, yeah, I think so. Sorry, Jake. Yeah. That's, that's, that's such a... Unsafe. <laughs> yeah, that's poor taste. <laughs> I, yeah. Just because you didn't have a good career at Brisbane, I don't hate you and your yeah. partner in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they just save money for the main man. Oh, wait. It's, yeah. <laughs> God, doubling down that yeah. yellow. Uh, yeah. The NPL has a return date as well, like many local football leagues. When do you start playing again, Rick? Uh, we start playing trial games next weekend. Next weekend, and seems. we return in three weeks. Trial games? We're trialing for football. <laughs> <laughs> so to, the, to, to make sure we actually survive ninety minutes, because most of us are a lot rounder than we once were. Nate <laughs> uh, described that as being working from home. Yeah. Concept. Yeah. Yeah, work from home like can it's a thing. Um, so the NPL men's is going to start back up on the 25th of July with round 21, and it is going to finish 
on in November. So November 14th is going to be the final round uh, with round 20, which I just think is a beautiful piece of synchronicity. <laughs> Starting with round 21 and finishing with round 20. To be honest, if you go on the Sports TG site where it's all listed, it's uh, it's a nightmare of uh, cross pollinate of um, different rounds at different times. So anyway, that's uh, so that's that's where we are. We actually start with the bye. Um, and uh, so our first game will actually be the following weekend in round 22. And when we play dun, 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 Upper Peninsula Power on Sunday, the 2nd of August at 4 p.m. up at AJ Kelly. And for the MPL women's, that was the MPL men's, for the MPL women's, the QAS team is starting. Uh, they don't have a date for their game against the Gap, weirdly, but that is all coming back in uh, 21st of July is the first game, uh, mainly majorly kicking off, I think, the following weekend on the 25th as well. So that's your rough date where, we're, where it sounds as lines like that aligns up with what you're doing as well. And so it'd be pretty um, continuous across the state and obviously football pushing well back in. So it'd be interesting to see how teams go getting into the hot months of uh, late November um, for playing finals games. And during the day, that could be interesting for clubs. So we'll keep an eye on how they start to go when they're back. Get used to it. That's where they're um, going to go, finals in November. <laughs> finals in November, yeah. Yeah. Well, lower leagues, thankfully, we we are ditching finals. So oh, we, okay. we just have a first past the post, and, uh, and then they're trying it. to organise it so it's just uh, fourteen rounds, right? Just to our usual yeah. season, just to get yeah something in, and then yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, a lot of local clubs obviously strongly. But the Mackay with Sunday's Magpies Crusaders United Football Club have withdrawn from the National Premier League Men's Division of Queensland uh, for this season. Wait, there's there's one, one team name or three there's team. One team. Team. Where have you been, mate? Clearly not at Mackay's <laughs> Magpies Crusaders United yeah. Football Club. You've never heard that? There, yeah, that's I, the that's the full that's the full name of the club. Give me an M. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the <laughs> Do they shorten that? Do they call themselves the Magpies oh, or the Crusaders? No, no because it's, I think it's essentially... They just call themselves United. Cause yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Mackay United. FC. FC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just Mackay FC. United FC. Uh, so they're going off to play in the Mackay Local League, which is going to be interesting because that's actually the formation of two clubs together, Dan, which are, uh, so it's, I think it's Mackay Magpies and with Sunday's Crusaders. Um, they just no, couldn't... No one had a <laughs> no, majority share. So yeah, that was yeah, just like... Everyone's going in. Yeah, everyone's getting all the names. So, so they'll now play probably the Mackay Magpies teams and the Sunday's Crusaders teams would still play up in that league. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> travelling around in the time of COVID, it was probably the right decision. I'm so glad. I'm that when not sure how well that club will go in the long term. When the NSL went into the A-League, I'm so glad they didn't use that philosophy when they made the new franchises. They didn't just bash teams together and give them the... Oh, could you imagine, like, some of the... This is South Melbourne, Croatia. Croatia, <laughs> Ellis. Heidelberg United Football Club. <laughs> yes, all of you come together as one. Oh, dear, there's race rights. What does the main um, say to look like? Um, would you like me to find their club is logo it, for is you? It, is it a magpie dressed as a crusader? <laughs> yes. Or is it a crusader yes. in a magpie car? It actually, it actually is a magpie dressed up as a crusader. <laughs> We're going to bring it up there. For there it is. Oh, it is. There you go. There it is. That's the Mackay with Sunday's magpie crusader for you. Crusader with magpie wings. There you go. If only they can one day get in the A-League because then there'll be a... Uh, a mascot is a uh, magpie with a fucking... Oh, sorry. I, I've actually got that wrong. I think it's actually... By looking at that, it's actually maybe the Mackay Crusaders and the Sunday magpies. My bad. And for, for those listening, um, 
Google it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you all have. Come on, all listeners. I'm sure all listeners across the the greatness that is the Magpies Crusaders United logo. That's why I'm on the Rawcast. It's yeah. a knowledge session. I never knew that was a thing that existed. All those Magpies and Raw fans. It's a, I yeah. apologise to all our Magpies with Sunday Crusader Magpie United Football Club listeners. Let's move on to some good, bad, uglies. There. I'm going to shut up. We put out the social media post today, so. Let's start, let's say, well, I know you've got the most tricks, so we might then interject the other two in amongst yours. We'll read them all out because why not? Why not? So the first one up is from uh, Diane Farrell. Uh, Good, A-League is finally back. Woo, yeah. Bad. Chance crowds might not be allowed into the game at Seabus for our only home game. Yeah. Ugly, Robbie Fowler leaving Saga and how it was managed by him. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Nate, you want to do yours? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I have uh, Wooly Brun. Wooly Brun. Regular. Regular. Wooly has Actually, gone. Diane's a good regular as well. All the regulars, regulars are back. Yeah, the regulars are back and keen to listen. Thank you. We, we, need, we need the content. Trust yeah. me. It's, it hasn't, hasn't been long enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Wooly has gone good. Football's back. Bad. The Vicks could stuff it up again. Stay <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Ugly. The Robbie Fowler, will he be back, won't he be back fast? And one game in Queensland, Gold Coast, on a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, it's still great. Even if we do get to go, it is a Sunday night game yeah. on the Gold Coast. That is but actually. we're all working from home, so who knows really when we start to work <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. Hi, boss. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you've got a shirt on and, you, and your team's just logged in, you're fine. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. As long as you dress from the waist up, yeah, it's all fine. Don't stand up with the camera on. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go, go another one. Alan Leeming, just a bad from, from Alan. Uh, the bad was not being able to smash Sydney at home, which, we are ve- which then we are very capable of doing. Now we have to wait until the last game of the league. I think it was due to be our next game, wasn't it? I think that might be what he's referring to there under the original schedule. I'm trying to think. I know we were going to end the season on that Anzac Day clash with Adelaide. Yeah, we were going to end with Adelaide, yeah. so, yeah. Anyway, that tradition's unfortunately going to miss. Yeah, obviously got missed. It's interesting, Collingwood Nesson played last night in AFL. We're going to have to skip, sorry, the Anzac feature altogether if we go winter. No, because we we'll be started by then. We won't have the November return leg that we usually try and do. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll still be all right. Yeah, yeah. the Adelaide that's we'll losing. Two part deal. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll have all the benefits. Yeah. Stuff you guys. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, yeah, Anzac Day is really in the calendar. It'll be yeah. unless we meet Adelaide in the finals in the, on November. 11th. Yeah, those yeah. things have to all happen. Yeah. Adelaide don't get one, <laughs> <laughs> and we have to. Yeah. All right, that, that's wrong. Yeah. So I have uh, Christina writing into us. Good Brexit ball is a thing of the past. <laughs> which is another lovely yeah. thinly veiled yeah. <laughs> spell. Uh, bad the whole Foxtel FFA thing. Mm-hmm. Very true. Spoke about that um, on the last pod. And ugly, the on-off confusion at the end of the part season and the ongoing confusion on how it's going to start back up, which is a fair call because we know the fixtures now, but we still don't know everything. Like we're talking about crowds, we're talking about officiating, how many people from the clubs are going to be allowed the in, weird, what like, are the rules going to be. I mean, the weird thing was it took us, it's taken us so long to restart. Like when all the other league, like the other leagues all, like got going again, like they've all you know had three, four rounds. Like we almost could have been done by now. 
And stupidly now, if there is a second spike, that's Victoria, you know, Victoria's definitely having a second spike. If that does happen to go further afield and we're shut down again, like we like missed the window to actually get the season just done. Yeah. I mean, look, we all know it's part of our long-term plan to just, you know, they've used this as a thing to push into winter and stuff like that. But yeah, still, yeah, could have been handled a lot better. Yeah. Thanks. Two, two, two more. Uh, Ross Clip. Frequent follower of the uh, yeah. of the broadcast, uh, the bad. What a shit start! We could defend, but we couldn't score. The good. Who would have thought having Scotty Mack would have changed our <laughs> season around? And we yeah. started scoring. Another good. Redcliffe. Yeah. Ugly. So did the did the club want to have? Did the club want to save some coin and not get Robbie back, or did Robbie speak to mates about a job and did not want to come back? I'm tipping he didn't want to come back as there is no talk about having to pay out his contract. And yeah. he's uh, added a few uh, thinking emojis, uh, mm, you know, I, beard stroking thinking emojis. I think we covered this fairly well. But yeah, I'm going to weigh in that he put in just enough roadblocks knowing that the club would struggle to meet them all. Yeah. Yeah, like paying for his airfare. Because <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> he, he even put in that he actually went back via, was it US or something? We yeah. like yeah we like yeah that was the only way he could get back home. Like, he wanted around the world trip ticket, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Like it would have been cheaper. <laughs> we, just, we, like, we, he, he, he we worked very hard to get out of this country. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I bet you would have had other provisos, not just the F. Yeah, would have been like, I need you to confirm that you're not going to cut my salary in half when I have to lose all my marquees or shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. you would have had other. And finally, John Lang, the good, the season about to restart, and hopefully the delay will see bigger crowds or at least a crowd. The bad. FFA playing with A-League clubs. Looks like they are in control and have taken Raw's home games away after screwing the Raw in the opening rounds with so many, with so few home games. We yeah. were meant to have a very heavy home game yeah, schedule true. going into the end. Um, the ugly, Robbie and Tony's departure was was handled very messy. Unsure who was, un- unsure who I'm assuming was to blame, um, but has happened, you know, time to move on to Dazza and Wazza. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we were down to, I mean, because we moved the Newcastle game forward just when COVID was hitting and we were scrambling. So that was a home game got moved forward on when I think we were going to be away. So we we had two home, two away left in the end. So we got one at home. A little clubs are doing much worse out of that deal than us. So, yeah. The other thing is the timing of the games. We've got a lot of not primetime games and stuff like that. When they talk about over the course of the season, we never really... Yeah, had a good run. Yeah, because I mean, we're Sunday night, then Tuesday night, then Wednesday night, then Monday night. <laughs> it's not the greatest of schedules, is it? So, um, you know, does it really matter when we're watching on TV? Yeah, probably not. Uh, hey, our, our good friends in the Raw fans in Sydney, um, mm. they they will get a, a fairly decent, uh, you know, showing of uh, of games at home for them. Yeah. So yeah. We, we we expect a big turnout. That's it, absolutely. Expect the Raw fans in Sydney to go there. So, and I know uh, head of uh, Raw fans Sydney Connor was pretty. I think he was pretty happy to see uh, Mr. Fowler go. So, um, you know, they'll be out there in force. But normally they like to theme up the Raw fans in Sydney uh, crew. But a game in every, every you know six days, are they going to have the creativity to get the job done? Oh, I mean, these are the big questions we ask around here at the broadcast. <laughs> Good challenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the first one uh, they'll actually come dressed as, as five people, so they can make it look like there's actually a bigger crowd than there is. Yeah. Um, bring with bring, their cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Yeah, the cardboard social, cardboard distance, cardboard 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 social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. Cardboard cutouts are kind of attached to them, yeah. and so whenever they do movements with their hands, yeah, cardboard cutouts also move as well. And, what was that the Jackson Five trick or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
a Simpsons reference for those who don't. Yes, know. yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, I think that will about do us for this show. So that will uh, pretty much lead us into the football actually returning, as a lot of those good, bad, uglies went to. We have football. It will be back on our screen soon, and that is great. And we'll see what happens with Bazza. What are we calling them? Dazza and Wazza. <laughs> Dazza and Wazza. <laughs> Surely it's Mooney. Surely Moons. Mooney. Uh, Warren, Warren's Wazza. There is Wazza. Damien Mooney. So who's, who's going to score first for Brisbane? Who's going to fall? Scotty McDonald. Scotty McDonald. I assume he was able to avoid all the crowds on his runs and uh, <laughs> social oh, yeah. distance. Uh, we didn't mention that, but he was one of the first um, Aussie players to really come out about how shit it was for the players during this whole thing. Mm. The FFA gave them no feedback. They didn't know if they were going to have contracts. The contracts ends in May usually. Yeah. So they've obviously been extended three or four months. They didn't know that was going to happen until like mid-June. They didn't know where, what situation Look, and they were under. And that's, well, that's getting back to like no one really knew. Like there was clearly, they were clearly in an impasse because of the Fox Sports stuff. Yeah. They, they just couldn't make decisions. And, you know, there was basically no one working at any football facilities. And so, so we come on here and we might sound a bit negative, but yeah. we're so proud of our players getting out there. And that's staying fit, being king. And this is what I mean. Like you saw, like you know, Jack Hingle was a big poster on Instagram, and the you know the stories, and you saw them out there in the park in Balimba, like just self training. You know, week in, week out, um, the day in, day out. They did some stuff at Perry Park as well, and you know, like I said, like Mork was in there, and Don Donicky in there, and Devere, and so if they get um, sick, it's Donicky's fault because he's from Victoria. Yes. Oh, to be fair, he was up here. Oh, he, was, yeah. he was actually up here like during the whole thing. <laughs> he must have got like so. I know Mork has come back because his girlfriend's still up here, and Devere obviously his family's still here. But uh, yeah, Donkey was a weird one just to see him come back up. So we just made spot. Yeah, maybe. I guess if you uh, if you haven't got a huge family already, mm-hmm. you have to pick and you get to choose where you're going to isolate. You might as well go where you mate. Yeah, but he was never a Brisbane boy. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think his family's up here. Yeah, so. but you know, you can yeah. be mates with. Jack and Jack yeah, so, a yeah. pretty likable guy. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think who the actual prison players are out there a lot. Like um, Georgie Mills was there a lot and I think Jamie was there a bit. And uh, It will be interesting yeah. not to go back into too much, but probably got a few guys like Georgie Mills. We talked about Jake McGing mm. briefly. It'll be interesting to see who's still around um, for this next month and who sticks around. Well, let's see that. I don't think anyone's left. Yeah. So <laughs> McGing will leave, I think, to MacArthur, but I think he's still got a contract. Everyone else yeah. is still on the books. So. Melzy. Ingham was mm. going to go. Are those guys still there? Who went? Who didn't go? I can't quite even Did remember. Did Pepper ever actually like leave? Like, surely there wasn't much. Like, surely he came back eventually. But I mean, I haven't noticed him with any of the Brisbane players. So, so I mean, yeah, I couldn't imagine he wouldn't just stay in Indonesia. Like, I don't know how bad Indonesia. Yeah. So did you? I don't think they necessarily got the virus that badly because of the whole, you know, um, being in the tropics. Being in the tropics, <laughs> it wasn't so bad. But then, I mean, Singapore certainly had plenty of cases. So. There's a whole element of we're not even 100% sure who the squad is right now, yeah. to be fair. I was trying to like look through, and I think if um, any from Major was missing, it would have been pointed out. So, um, a- a- According to reliable source Wikipedia, he is still playing for Indonesian club, mm. Jury United. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's interesting. So um, even like some like the W players, I just saw Katrina Gori just left the country to go over to play in Norway. Um, you know, she was all masked up and trying to make sure she doesn't get sick. Because obviously the actual plane rides is when... Something bad could happen, so you know um, when's a when's a Haley Razzo actually going to go finally play for Everton? <laughs> um, yeah, I think our W League team and all the W League teams look a little bit different. Actually, that was one thing I didn't bring up when we were talking about the World Cup stuff, and they mentioned that whole. I'm sorry, I'm diverting at the end, but the the Melbourne City W League team has been decimated. Like 
because like Steph Catley's gone to Arsenal, Ellie Carpenter's gone to Olympic Lyon, Kai Simon has gone overseas. Um, you know, like there's like yeah, like three core Matildas out of the team, and I think there's someone else might have gone as well. So like they they like that team has been really stripped out. Like we've lost Hayley, but ours we've lost Haley Razzo, but. I think um, Gary and Polk's plan was to go to Norway, where you can sort of if the W League stays in some time frame. That's phasing out, though. I think as the MLS and that, I think as they start bulking Mm. up and Europe has more uh, European winter sports, they will be year round. I don't think we we can't. What we've been doing for the last five, six years with the W League, I don't think we can keep doing that. No, that's it. I think the time of them playing those dual leagues. Um, is done. And to be honest, it sounds like they want to extend the W League out as well and it align with, you know, the actual local league as well, just like the men's is. So they're going to be playing through winter as well. So that it's not going to line up and you're going to have to sort of choose one. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, how is that pool going to go? And I just wonder whether the boat just got missed slightly, like, by not making the W League while they're all still sort of happy playing here. Yeah. Not making it bigger and better now. And then, and, and then we kind of, the World Cup, yeah. comes in and you, you kind of feel like we just missed the boat because a lot of the players have already they've already gone signed overseas and yeah it, it, I don't know it's an interesting it's an interesting one as well on how things all evolve there so anyway there's some side <laughs> rambling thoughts just for the end of the show for parting, you just parting thoughts parting thoughts uh, it is you know it's it's changing times that's for certain and uh, you know it's, it's going to be a while I think it's going to be an interesting ride to see what happens and how how football in Australia evolves and it's still got a massive player base at the bottom of it that will support the game. So it's, it's not going anywhere, that's for sure. But uh, how the A-League developing anything evolves over the next couple of years is going to be really interesting. And at worst, in 2023, we've got a World Cup to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Matilda's on home soil, so it's going to be awesome. All right. Thank you, boys. We're only left with only the four of us, so uh, Ben snuck out. Uh, so thank you, Mr. Matt, uh, Mr. Chiyoshiba. That's okay. I was, was going to make a mention. There was one point you were talking about parting Parting of the uh, the W League uh, players, I was thinking I was going to chime in and say, "Well, we've been parting here ourselves." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yes, yes. Like the, like Matilda's departing Australia. The Raw cast has been losing members that we were like recording to log today. And then there was one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we came over here to rec- uh, for breakfast, and we're still here and it's only dinner time. So you know, <laughs> that was on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're just all been working from home. Yeah, <laughs> recording the broadcast. This is the most effective Zoom broadcast ever. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Rick Evans. Thank you. And Mr. Danny Bartz. Thank you for hosting us and, uh, and for a nice, lovely lunch. Thank all right, you. listeners, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.